Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Jay's Takeover. It's your girl, your forever host, Jay, a.k.a. Juicebox. I'm joined with my co-host of the week, no one. <laughs> uh, yep, this week's episode is going to be a little bit different than the previous ones because it's just me, myself, and I. I hear them Beyonce notes, right? I, I You know, I, I don't want to show my vocal range or nothing, you know. <laughs> but... After a late cancellation and being unable to find a replacement, a replacement co-host, I said, Jay, you know what? Things happen. The show must go on. And that's exactly what I chose to do. Besides, this is my dream and I won't stop until my podcast is on Black Effect. Hey, Charlemagne. You know, check me out. All right. With that being said, y'all know I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. So let's do this. Once it settled in that I was going to do this solo dolo, you know, because I got the call yesterday and I was, I already knew what's up because um, my brother from another mother normally don't call me. <laughs> it's usually through text messages. So when he called me, I already knew what it was. And he was like, you know, you're going to kill me. Which I kind of still do want to kill him, but it's okay. Um, I was very pissed off at the beginning, but you know, I'm an, I'm no longer pissed. I'm more so annoyed. But anyway, as I thought about it more, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? Right? Because it's all about myself. I mean, I'm all by myself, I should say. And I'm like thinking to myself, what could I possibly talk about that is going to continue to have the listeners not be like, you know what? I, I'm going to press skip on this, this episode, right? So I thought about a bunch of topics. And last night, I was as I was writing, preparing, because I always write and prepare for each episode, I had completed a whole entire episode. And I woke up this morning and I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. So I decided... That since I always have a story to tell, <laughs> I decided I'm going to share a few of you guys, a few of my stories with you guys. Um, so make sure to be, um, how can I say? Be sure to laugh because <laughs> I've made some dumbass uh, decisions. But hey, you live and you learn, right? And I hope that this will take your mind off of all the chaos that's going on in the world. Um, rest in peace to DMX. We just lost Black Rob. Rest in peace to him. Rest in peace to Dante Wright and Adam Toledo, just to mention a few. So since some of my greatest stories have come from the dumbest thing I have, some of the dumbest things I have ever done, um, I decided to share those, right? The problem with me being so book smart is that growing up, I thought I knew everything. And then what I realized is that yeah, I was kind of dumb. <laughs> I was really dumb. Um, I was also very naive to a lot of things. Um, yeah, just naive. <laughs> That's the problem. Like you, you. I was very naive. I thought I knew everything. So I went around the world thinking like, you know what? I got this. And when I look back, hindsight 2020, I'm like, damn, girl, it's a lot of shit you could have avoided. But like I said, you live and you learn. Um, I'm so happy that I can look back on these things and laugh now because <laughs> at the time it was not no uh, joking matter. 
So one of the dumbest things that I have ever done is that I talked to someone that was in jail. Now, a little backstory. All my stories have backstories, but a little backstory. I had um, just had my son, was a young mom, a teen mom, and I didn't know it then, but going through it, well, reflecting on it now, I realized that I was very depressed. I was going through postpartum depression, which I can tell that's what it was now. And I, like I said, I was a teen mom, so I couldn't go outside really with my friends. People started switching up on me because I also kept my pregnancy a secret. Um, so my life was changing rapidly and I just wanted some sense of normalcy. I don't even remember how I started talking to him. Tyrone Martin, yes, I'm putting out his government because you, you, you'll, you'll find out why I put out his name um, later on once the story is done. So yes, Tyrone Martin. As I say that, I don't remember how we started talking. I can't remember if I got a letter first, you know, them famous jail letters, um, or if I got a phone call first. Wait, back to those famous jail letters. I know so many girls have had spoken to guys from jail, and I don't know if it still goes on, but maybe a listener out there is listening to someone. I mean, is talking to someone from jail. I don't know if they still do this. But I remember the letters used to have like these headers. It used to have their mood, the song choice. Sometimes they would um, include like, what is this thing called? Um, some drawing of some sort. I remember I got like Mickey Mouse drawings and all this type of stuff. And um, I wonder if they still do that to this day. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what is the purpose of it, but... I mean, that's just something that they do. And it's even funnier that I, I heard or I found out that let's just say the guy that you're talking to, if his handwriting is really not neat, they will actually pay somebody like cigarettes or ramen noodles or some shit like that to write your letter for them. <laughs> they will also have somebody else if they knew how to draw, do the exact same thing. And I don't even know how, whatever they use, but sometimes they would include some sort of cologne, which I don't know if they're allowed to have cologne in jail. I don't know. Anyway, so yes, I do believe that it was a phone call first. So as I started talking to this guy, he told me that um, I knew him and he gave me his, I gave him my number before he went in and things like that. So me being naive, me being depressed, me just wanting some sort of attention because I wasn't with my son's father um, at the time. And I decided to so say, you know what? Maybe I did give this dude my number. So we just started talking and the conversations was good. The crazy thing is that after a while, we started talking every day. And I remember one time I ran up my grandmother's phone bill because he was calling me collect. I ran up my grandmother's phone bill for like 200 something dollars. And I remember my grandmother was pissed. Rest in peace for my grandmother. She was so upset. And I was thinking to myself like, damn, how I'm going to get this? How I'm, I want to continue to talk to this guy. But running up my grandmother's phone bill is not something that I can do. Um, but that didn't stop. <laughs> like we still started, we still kept talking and we were, I was accepting the collect calls. There was times that he would call and I would deny because I didn't want the phone bill to run up too high. Um, but I knew how to play the system because my grandmother's phone bill was always high. So, but 
that was one of the highest that she ever had. So I would just decline his calls sometimes. And anyway, so we would talk on the phone and I will never forget, I told him one of my favorite songs that often makes me cry is um, Joe, I Wanna Know. And I remember one time talking on the phone with him and he was like, oh, I got a, I, I got something I want to do for you. I was like, what? I don't think it's also like, boy, what could you possibly do for me behind bars? But whatever. So he started singing that to me. And I was thinking to myself, like, that was the sweetest thing somebody has ever done for me. So my dumb ass is over here on the phone crying to him singing to me. Mind you, he could not sing. But whatever. <laughs> but whatever. So... That was one of the first, uh, I've never had somebody sing to me at, at that time. So I was already open over this guy. And he told me, I think he was 19 or 21, something like that. I can't remember how old he was, but he wasn't much older than what I was. I think at this time I was 16. Yeah, I, I think I was 16 at this time. And um, so he wasn't much older than me, but I was thinking like, you know, he's a little bit older. He's showing interest in me. He didn't care that I was, I had a young child. Or that I was a young mom. So I was open, open. And I remember this is the first time I've ever had phone sex with somebody that I never even met, never even saw at the time. And I barely even knew. So we continued to um, we continued to speak. I, I also remember one time he asked me to send him a care package. Now, this is how dumb and naive I was. First of all, I didn't even know what a care package was, but he told me he wanted things like Doritos and stuff that he couldn't, that he couldn't get there, I guess. I don't know. But I decided to put a whole bunch of stuff and he asked me for some pictures and he said he was going to send me some pictures of him um, too once he received the package. And I remember every day him asking me if I sent the care package. Now, mind you, another dumb thing was that I knew how to send off mail. But I did not know how to send off like a package. So I was too afraid to tell him that I didn't know how to send off a package. So because I'm like thinking to myself, like he think I'm this smart girl. I'm in high school and I'm going to be a lawyer. All this talk that I was talking and um, I just couldn't tell him that I didn't know how to do it. So, you know, I did what a fat girl did was eat all the shit and I played it off like I sent it to him. But I was just like, oh, maybe, you know, somebody took it, maybe this, maybe that, whatever the case may be. Cool. I don't know what it was, but after a while speaking to him, I decided, I said, you know what? Something is not right about this story. Something is not right about this story because I said that, I said before that he told me that he met me off the street and I gave him my number. Now, he called me by my real name. Everybody who knows me knows that back then, I barely gave dudes my number on the street. I mean, to this day, I'm still the same way. And I also used to say my name was Shaniqua. I never said my name was Janiqua, only because I wasn't in love with my name at the time. And I always said Shaniqua because that was a name that I heard. Still ghetto, but you know, I heard that that was more common than my name. So when he was calling me Janiqua and sending me letters, I'm thinking to myself, like, there's no way that I gave this dude my phone number and I gave him my real name. There's no way. So after a while, I kept pressing him. Every conversation, I kept pressing him. And when he would not, he would continuously give me the same response and I would just hang up on him. And then after a while, I stopped, picking, I stopped taking his calls. 
I thought that the communication was stopped because I'm like, no, it's not, it's not working. I can tell that this dude is lying, blah, 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 everything. Oh, backtrack. I know why I started pressing the issue because at one point before all of this, so backtracking, at one point he told me that he was going to get out. So I was like, oh, he's going to get out. He was so excited. They were saying that he was releasing him earlier. I was so hyped. And he was like, that we can meet up. I was like, okay, finally we was going to meet up. Because me going to the jail was absolutely not going to happen. So I would never forget the day. I think I was supposed to go to like an after school program or something. And I decided not to go. I think it was step. Yeah, I think it was my step, my um, step class. Sorry, step team. And I decided I was going to meet up with the dude at the train station. I will never forget. It was J. It was on the J line. I think it was Crescent Street. And growing up, another naive thing. I didn't really travel, so I didn't really know my way around. Especially, I did not know that. I think that's Queens. I'm not sure. Whatever. So I decided to go. So I will never forget. I had on like, I think it was a jean jacket. I had on a white scoop neck shirt. It was long long sleeve, and it had the scrunch up on the sides, you know, bigger special. I had on some black slacks, and I had on my um, sequin glittery shoes from Old Navy. <laughs> Sis thought she was cute that day. So I remember standing there waiting for him, and I'm like, okay, he's not coming. And mind you, there's no way I can get in contact with him because dude just got out of, out of jail. So I don't even know. If he, I had no way of getting in contact with him. I didn't know if he had a cell phone, whatever the case may be. And the only communication we ever had was either letters or um, <clears throat> or through phone call, like my house phone. So 20 minutes turned into 30, 30 turned into an hour. Now it's around the time where it's one of those those New York days where it was nice at the in the daytime, but it starts to get a little chilly as the day goes by. So at this point, I'm freezing. So... He ended up not showing up and I waited like almost two hours standing there looking like a dumbass, freezing my ass off for this dude. So now I was pissed off because he had no excuse not to meet up with me. So after that, he kept calling me and um, that's when I was pressing him. I was like, you don't know me. I don't know how you got my number, blah, 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 whatever. Whatever. Tell me the truth. Instead of him telling me the truth right out the bat, he decided to have a whole bunch of jail niggas just start writing me. So I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm getting a whole bunch of letters like, yeah, it was good, Nikwa. I got this from Tyrone. Just telling you what kind of guy I am, what kind of girl I'm into. I'm thinking to myself, like, this motherfucker is trying to have me on the first fucking 48. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? You're giving my, my address to people that I don't even fucking know. So I was beyond pissed. So I decided, I said, the next time this motherfucker call me, I'm, gonna, I'm going to, you know, curse him out and tell him, don't call me no more and stop having people call. Um, I mean, stop having people write myself. Somehow, one day he calls. It's a collect call. Oh, dude is back in jail. <laughs> so now he's back in jail. And he tried to make that as an excuse as to why he never saw me and why he had other people reach out to me and blah, blah, blah. So I said, you know what? I said, Tyrone, I'm no longer going to play this game with you. I need you to tell me the truth. How you got my name, and let alone my address. How did you get this information? He was like, all right, I, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, but you know, don't be mad at me. So I was like, I'm not going to be mad, but you know, when a girl say they're not going to be mad, believe me, they're going to be mad. So, oh, let me, let me drink some water, you know, pause for the dramatic end. So yeah, so then he, he was like, all right, I'm going to tell you. He said, you know, Porky, 
I said, wait, what? Mind you, Porky was my dude, my male best friend at the time. I was like, yeah. He was like, well, because Porky was also locked up. He was like, well, when Porky got released, he left back all his letters. And he said that I remember I went through his mail and that's how I got your name and your address. So this motherfucker stole my old best friend's mail and that's how he got my information. After I heard that, I was like, you know what? I was like, I was done with him. I did not accept no calls. I continued to get, I continued to get letters, but I used to just rip them up and I, no, I would read them, rip them up and then throw them away. And then I remember moving, when I moved out of my grandmother's house into the apartment that I'm in, I remember putting stuff away and then I found one of Tyrone's letters. Now at this time I'm in college, I went to John Jay. So I'm like, you know, my investigative skills now, I know what to look for. So I I think it's a, a pin number or something, whatever they identified, the, you know, the jail people with. I said, let me look this person up because now I know how to look up an inmate. I can tell what the what does third degree, what does first degree, what does robbery. I know all of that shit at this time. So I Google it. I'm like, I look him up. Tyrone Martin found him. This motherfucker was like 56 years old. <laughs> I was like, yo. I could not fucking believe it because now it all makes sense because it's a possibility that while I was standing there waiting for him, he did see me. And he probably was scared and was like, damn, this, this girl looked like a little girl compared to me. And he probably realized that he was going to spook the shit out of me because everybody know I got a phobia of old men and it would have never had work. So that's my uh, crazy ass uh, jail story. Shout out to Tyrone. <laughs> I hope you staying out of trouble, buddy. Shit, if I'm like 30 something, I wonder, how, damn, this motherfucker probably like 70 years old or something. I don't know. Anyway, my math is off. Don't, you know. I'm, yes, I'm a teacher, but you know, math is not my strong suit. So at moving on from that, you would think that I would have learned my lesson to stop talking to motherfuckers online, but absolutely not. I continue to meet up with random dudes that I met up online. Um, one of the earliest times was that I remember there was a chat line. My friend who was my best friend at the time, she was always talking to dudes on the chat line. And she used to talk about it so much. She was another person who ran up her mom's home bill from doing that shit. And I remember being at her house one day and she was like, oh, you should try, you should try. And you would have to dial a number and a, you would hear a guy's greeting. And if you like the greeting, you press a certain number, you would speak to them, throwback. So I decided, I said, you know what, let me, let me do it. It's still around, I'm, cl I'm close to around the same age. This is in the summertime now. Um, that I met this dude. So it was some dude that I was talking to. His name was Otto. Yep, real name. Um, <laughs> some people you gonna get real names. If I don't fuck with them no more, you giving real names. If I, I, if I'm still cool with them, you gonna get you gonna get like a, a fake name. But anyway, a cold name. So Otto, first I'm when we talking on the phone, it was cool, and then we started we we were speaking through the chat. Then we got we exchanged numbers, and he decided that he was gonna come to my hood. So he came and met me in the style. Bitch thought I was cute. I had my echo red outfit on. You feel me? <laughs> it's so funny. I can remember the outfits that I had on because, you know, I thought I was going to be, I got to be impressive to these dudes. So I met Otto. When he first came, he looked ugly. Like, there's no other way to describe it. He was not my type at all. He was light-skinned. 
He had big ass lips. I'm not talking about regular lips. I'm talking about Steve Harvey, Jay-Z lips. And he just looked weird, but I thought he was cool. So I was like, you know what? You know, let me talk to him. So it was me, myself, and my um, best friend at the time. And we was just chilling in the park. You know, like I said, I was still going through the motions of me being a young mom and trying to get my life back on track as far as, no, not back on track, but trying to get my life back together. Um, so yeah, so he came, when he came to my hood, we was robbing, we was cool. And he was like, all right, so since I came to your hood, now is your time to come to mine. I'm like, all right, cool. So at this time, I think I'm in, I think I'm in 10th grade at this time. Maybe, I don't know. But I remember I had to um, go to um, summer school, I think for math or something. Yeah. Anyway, so I decided, I said, you know what? I'm not, all right, cool. I'm not going, I'm going to act like I'm going to school, the summer school, the summer program. Instead, I'm going to go see Otto. So I go to his hood. Mind you, it was like on the number trains. And growing up in the style, we didn't do number trains. So I really did not know where the fuck I was going. But um, I took the number train. I think it was to... Pennsylvania Avenue, something like that. Anyway, I got off the train. Um, he, he he didn't even bother to come meet me at the train. He was like, I don't feel like coming. I was like, all right, whatever. Should have been sign number one. And then I decided, I, I get to his house. I'm like, oh, he got a nice house. But this nigga is looking dusty. I'm like, what the fuck? He got on a gray tank top, a gray wife beater. I've not even seen that shit until that day. I was like, they make them in gray. He had on dusty-ass gray sweatpants with, like, a big-ass stain. So I'm like, I already don't find you attractive. And then you got the nerve to be looking bummy-yummy. I was like, ah, come on, son. But he tried to woo me at the beginning because, you know, I'm a thug. You feel me? So he he knew my favorite rapper was Jay-Z, so he put on the streets and watching. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm trying to, you know, watch it. I'm rapping along, da-da-da, because I done seen that documentary, movie, whatever you want to call it, a million times. I looked to my left. This motherfucker got his dick out. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, yo, I'm thinking to myself, like, here we go again with niggas just pulling out their dicks. I say, I say, yo, what are you doing? He was like, oh, you know, just suck it and stuff like that. Trying to convince me to suck his dick. I'm like, nah, that's not happening. But now he's getting a little bit more aggressive. And considering that I don't know where I'm at, I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, this can really turn into a bad situation. So I'm trying to play it cool. So I'm like making a joke like, no, not right now, things like that. But then he started like grabbing my neck. And then this motherfucker had the nerve to say, he was like, you might as well do it. You a hoe anyway, you got a baby. So I was like, Ugh. that's when I realized, I was like, yo, this is not a cool situation that you got to find a way to get yourself out of this. So, you know, I was thinking, I was quick on my, my thoughts. I said, you know what? I said, you know what? You all right. I'm acting like this is my first time sucking dick. Mind you, this motherfucker don't even know. At this point, I only been with two guys, right? And the second one was, I only slept with him one time. He don't, he don't know that. But he's just thinking, I'm assuming, like most people assume, that was a hoe. So I was like, all right. I said, but you know, let me, let me use the bathroom right quick. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. Nigga like, yeah, he, he getting all comfortable. He pulls his pants down. He laying in the bed like, yeah, I can't wait for you to come. I'm like, all right, cool. But I went, he showed me where the bathroom was at. I act like I went to the bathroom. When I sat, I was fucking, what's this fast Jamaican motherfucker? I was, <laughs> I forgot whatever, you saying bolt on that ass, okay? I was so happy that he did not lock. Cause he had, not only did he have like a screen 
like a screen on his door, but he also had like a fence. When I say a big bitch was out, I was fucking out. And I told myself like, yo, stop. Because my friend was wild at the time. I was like, yo, stop listening to Taylor. That's what I'm going to call her that. Because she's going to get you into shit. And I was just so happy that I got myself out of that situation because it could have been way worse. But once again, you would have thought that would have stopped me, right? Look at my man Dave is like, mm-hmm. You thought it would have stopped me from talking to niggas online. Definitely not. <laughs> so it continues, right? The next person that I spoke to, um, I'm going to call him Bloody Bastard. Because that was his name, you know. This is the only time, the only time I was fake blood. Because everybody know I'm fake crip, right? Everybody know that. Rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. Everybody know I'm fake crip. But I I met um, Bloody Bastard once again over a chat line. And it was so, at the time, it was cool because myself, my friend Taylor, and our other friend, I'll call her Alicia, we were all on the chat one time. And that's because Taylor was talking to some guy. I forgot his name. I think his name was... Was his name Quay? I think his name was Quay. She was talking to Quay. And <clears throat> she was like, oh, you got any any guys from my homegirls? Because we was at her house at the time. And he was like, yeah. So he put, um, he put Alicia on the phone with Alex. And... And I was talking to Bloody Bastard. So we all decided, you know, they was like, it was cool. So they decided we're going to meet up. I'm like, all right, cool. They're going to meet up. They're going to come to um, Taylor's house. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I, I was feeling myself. Once again, I had on some black slacks. You feel me? <laughs> I was much slimmer back then. Yeah. So I had on this um, gray, long, like gray long sweater. And I had on my, you know, butter soft leather jacket. Authentiana. You feel me? So I was feeling myself. So I was like, yeah. So I would never forget this motherfucker came and he was dumb short. Not like too short. A matter of fact, he looked like too short. <laughs> Come to think about it. And when I say bloody bastard was ugly, he was ugly. But the one thing he had, he had beautiful hazel eyes. It's always the motherfuckers, right? I'm like, damn, God, you really bless these dudes with these beautiful eyes? I mean, you fell asleep on the um <laughs> on the looks department. But anyway, moving along. So he was like, once again, I told you, I told people my name was Shaniqua. He like, he come out the car, he got on a um a brown butter soft um jacket. He come out the car, he like, oh, Shaniqua, that's you? I'm standing there, I'm like, yeah, he's like, damn you look good i thought you would be fat i'm like what <laughs> he's like yeah i ain't gonna hold you you got a fat girl voice i was like damn i got a fat girl voice i mean still do but you know <laughs> it is what it is so i'm thinking to myself like you got a lot of learn motherfucker you look crazy but i was like oh you look handsome yourself and all this other stuff blah 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 so i felt like it was cool because all three of us was talking um Alex and Quay were brothers and Bloody Bastard was their best friend. So it was all cool that we could go see these guys together. So I remember we went to, who house was there? I, I don't know. I think it was one of the, um, it was one of the brothers' houses. I think it was, so it was Alex and Quay house. Went to their house and um, I will never forget, we were sitting in, in one of their rooms 
And I was sitting on um, Bloody Bastard's lap. And Alicia was <laughs> sitting on Alex's lap. And then I remember, like, at the time, Taylor was the biggest out of all of us. And he was like, well, shit, let me sit on your lap. <laughs> so I remember us cracking up laughing. Like, it was so cool. Oh, what I didn't mention was that, oh, this is, no, I don't, I, I think this is earlier. Because I don't think I had my son at the time. So I was 14. Yes, I was 14 at the time. And dude was 18. Now, I didn't think it was a problem back then. I'm like, you know, it's four years. <laughs> Not realizing, you know, so this is some R. Kelly shit. So I'm like, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? I'm, I'm tripping at this dude, but I was geek. I'm like, yeah, got me a grown man. I'm like, yeah, he blood. He from Canarsie. You know, I'm more, I'm more hype. But anyway, <clears throat> so, uh, we continued on with, with the relationship. I remember that that same night we was like watching 106 and Park, which is on, probably on my behalf. He didn't really care about it, but that's just how young I was. And he was like, you know what? I, I enjoy hanging out with you and your homegirls and stuff like that, but I just want to do it, you know, just us. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go to his house one day and I will never forget. He had a, he had a nice ass house in Canarsie. And um, I will never forget... When I went to his house, I saw like uh, somebody had wrote a name on a piece of paper. So and it was the name of a computer. So I'm like, what is, I said, what's that? He's like, oh, that's my brother. His brother's name after the computer. So I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. That old, I don't know why that always stuck out to me. So we was in his room and we was chilling and stuff like that. And he was like, yo, let me eat you out. <laughs> so I was like, okay, mind you, I've never had a guy eat me out before. So I was like, okay. So then he was doing it. It was one of the worst experiences ever. Like, I don't know. I was like, this motherfucker chewing on my shit. I said, I'm thinking to myself, like, is this how it's supposed to fucking feel? And I was horrified, but I pretended like, you know, I liked it. And then he was like, oh, let me stick it in. I was like, definitely not. Because at the time I was a virgin and I already knew that I was giving up my virginity to um, my first son's father. So it's like, yeah, no, that wasn't happening. He started using that, you know, reverse psychology, like, oh, you're not a virgin. If you're a virgin, prove it to me and stuff like that. And I was about to fall for it. But then I was thinking to myself, like, mm, nah, because I was even though I was with Bloody Bastard, I was still um, in love with my son's father. He was my first love, my first he was my first everything after a while. So I was like, definitely not. Um, and he got upset. I remember him being upset and me trying to be like, no, don't do that. Because I'm thinking to myself, I'm young and he's much older. So eventually he's going to get tired of me. And I don't know how we broke up. I don't know if he stopped talking to me. I started talking to him. But um, I really I realized like after that day, it wasn't the same. And then I remember telling myself, like, I got to do something to to show this guy, like, I want to still be with him. So I will never forget. I was going to get a, a name. <laughs> I can't even I can't even think I can't even think straight. I said I was going to, the way I was going to prove my quote unquote love to him was that I was going to get a tattoo. Right? Because since he was called Bloody Bastard, I was called Lady Bastard. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get a tattoo. Bitch, 
you ain't getting no motherfucking tattoos what my grandmother said to me. Well, she ain't say bitch, but you know. She was like, you're not getting no tattoo. Especially if she knew that I was going to get a tattoo of this, <laughs> of this nigga's name. Aw, oh, man, I would have been in the fucking grave, okay? So I was like, what else can I do? So I decided at that time, I remember growing up in the style, we had this place that had um, a t-shirt shop. And you would you could get a spray paint. That's when the spray paint shirts was popping, right? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get Lady Bastard on the shirt. You feel me? Since I can't get a tattoo. <laughs> My stupid ass get the Lady Bastard. But you know, I kept the trill. You know, I had to get it in um, <laughs> blue because I was not fucking with red. I was like, I'm not about to pay $40 for a shirt. And had this motherfucker shit being red. Like, nah, my crib heart wouldn't let me do it. <laughs> so I decided I got it. And he was, he was like, okay, you know. I'm like, what the fuck? You went from getting, you supposed to be getting a tattoo to getting your shirt spray painted. I can't even believe I, I wore that shirt and I repped that shit hard. And I remember wearing it to high school. I'm like, yo. <laughs> I would have kicked my stupid ass out like, this bitch, what the fuck is that? That's some gang affiliated shit. <laughs> but nobody really know. I, I I know I made up some lie. And um, but anyway, but like I said, after that, it didn't work out. And I remember years went by and MySpace came out. So I was looking, I was looking up for people from MySpace and then I typed in his name. I couldn't find him, but I found the brother. Cause I remember the brother's name had something to do with a computer. So I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I dated your brother and I want to know if he remember me. Is there a way to get in contact with you and blah, 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 blah. His brother was younger than him. He was like, fuck out of here, bitch. My brother don't know you. You probably was a hoe. You know how many girls my brother had back then? <laughs> I was like, oh, I thought I was over here being special. <laughs> like, bitch, you was about to get this nigga name, whole name tattooed on your dumb ass. And not realizing, like, this motherfucker had other bitches. I would have lost my virginity to somebody that did not give a fuck to, about me. I would have uh, got his name tattooed on me. I would have just been in these streets looking stupid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, goodness. I'm over here laughing at myself, but at least I know I'm not. I'm by myself, but, you know, my man Dave is laughing, so thank you, Dave. <laughs> So, of course, of course, that wouldn't stop me from talking to dudes, right? <laughs> I'm like, one of these days, I'm going to strike gold, right? <laughs> but of course, no. I, You know, a hard head makes a soft ass, as they say. Mm -mm. So anyway, you know, my thirsty ass. <laughs> Continue. So moving on to the next story, I remember is this guy. I'm going to call him FedEx because that's what he did. I don't want to say his name, but damn, I should say his name. Hey, Gus, if you're listening, <laughs> call me. I'm grown now. <laughs> so anyway, moving on to FedEx. Well, a.k.a. Gus. I met him also off a, I met him also off a chat. Um, I forgot how I met what chat exactly? I don't. I think I met him off the chat, or the girl I was hanging out with. Um, excuse me, the girl I was hanging out with. I think her name is also Jay. Uh, I mean, I think her name. Her name also starts with a J, so I'll call her Jay. Um, she always used to meet guys off of chats and stuff like that. I told y'all this before on another on the previous episode. Anyway, 
I don't remember how I met FedEx, but I decided, I was like, I don't know if we was walking or something. Anyway, I was in love with this dude, okay? I was in love with him. He was tall. He was skinny. I wasn't really into skinny guys always, but, you know, tall, skinny, um, dog skin. And I think, I don't know how old I was at the time. Maybe I was 16, 17. I don't know. But I think he was like anywhere between 19 and 21. So I'm thinking, oh, he a grown man. You feel me? He worked for FedEx. I was like, oh, he got a real job, sis. You better hold on to this one. So I remember one day myself and um, Jay, we went to... We went to FedEx crib, a nice house. I think, he, did he live in Canarsie too? No, he didn't live in Canarsie. He lived in either East New York or Crown Heights, something. I don't know, but it was a house. So I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm doing better than me. Anyway, so um, our vibe and our connection was so strong. Even though Jay was there, it was like as if she was not there. So we met, <clears throat> we at his house and we chilling, we having fun. You know, everything is going good. So Jay had to leave because it was getting nighttime. And I was like, I'm not going no fucking way. This is my soulmate. We're going to be together forever. I'm staying here. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, when, when Jay left, then we went in his room and he lit candles. He was playing music. I was like, yo, this motherfucker, I'm about to marry this man. We about to get married. We about to have more kids. It's it's about to, I'm about to be his first baby mom. This is about to be a rap, right? So I'm thinking, I'm in La La Land, I'm in love. So we just chilling, we just talking. Even though we like in bed, we just cuddling, we just talking. He wasn't trying to make a move on me or nothing, which made me fall even more. I'm like, oh my God, like, girl, this is why you don't need to be dealing with these young boys that's in high school. You need some man's man's. Anyway, so I was just all over the moon. We just vibing. We just talking. And he was like, yo, you should spend a night. I'm like, you ain't saying nothing but a word. Mind you, my dumb ass knew I couldn't spend the night. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. If I'm going to be in trouble, might as well get in trouble. So we all chilling, vibing. We already made the um, decision that I was going to spend the night. So I think he, get, he was going to give me something. He put out some clothes stock and wear when it's when it was time for me to get ready to for us to go to bed or whatever. So I was like, "Well, I'm about to wear his t-shirt." I'm like, <laughs> I'm hyped over the littlest shit that I never did before because I'm thinking to myself, like, you know what? I don't need to find no man. He accept me. He, he accept the fact I had a child at the time. Yeah, he accept the fact that I have a son. So I'm like, everything is good. He can take care of us because he worked for FedEx. The fuck. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so when we talking, everything is cool. And Jay calls me. She like, she like, yo, Jay, where you at? I was like, I'm still with FedEx. She like, no, you gotta go home. I'm like, why I gotta go home? I'm spending the night. She was like, oh, your grandmother is calling me. People from your family keep calling me. They keep asking me about you. I told them I was with you, and I, but I told them that we split up and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, damn, girl, you couldn't come up with a better lie. You couldn't say I was like spending the night at your house or some shit. And she was like, Jay, go home. Mind you, now FedEx is still. Like he's right here. I think he was laying on on my on my shoulder at the time. Or I was laying on his. But anyway, she's telling me, yo, go home. And the way that she's saying it is like she's pleading for me to go home. <clears throat> but I still don't want to go. 
I'm like, nah, I want to spend the night. I'm spending the night. I'm thinking to myself, like, sis, you you fucking up my marriage right now. I don't want to go anywhere. And she's like begging me. She's like, yo, go home. Yo, go home. I'm like, I'm not going home. So if they call, don't pick up anymore. And she was like, she's still begging me. I don't know how we ended up the conversation, but I was like, uh, I don't want to hear nothing that shorty is saying right now. So after that phone conversation, because I had her on speaker, after that phone conversation, FedEx start acting funny. He's getting quiet. He not really wanting to talk. So I'm asking him, I'm like, yo, talk to me. He's not saying, what I mean, he's not saying nothing. He's not saying nothing. And now that I'm thinking about it, he did that because he felt guilty. He probably wanted me to be like, yo, shorty mad young. She need to go home. I don't want no problems with the family and stuff like that. Because I think even at one point they said that, um, I think what, what uh, changed kind of changed my mind or kind of clicked to me and also clicked to him was that she said that um, my grandmother said that they was going to call the police because now it's like she's gone. Like, we don't know. She's usually home. So I'm like, damn. So he started acting funny, but even though they said he was going to call the police, I'm like, fuck it. I'm, I'm married right now. <laughs> like, we're going to ride out Bonnie and Clyde. But he started acting funny. So I'm like, you know what? Yo, Jay, you really need to go home. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to stay. I'm just going to go. But I was asking him the whole time. I was like, do you want me to stay or do you want me to go? And he's just shrugging. Mm -hmm. Energy dumb low. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go home. So I decided to leave. And all the while, it's like some scene from a movie. He's standing there at the door, at his doorway, just looking at me with a sad face. And I'm like trying to hug him and trying to kiss him and stuff. He's not, he's not with none of that shit no more. So I was like, I guess I'll call you. And he's like, and he closed the door and I left. And it was dark at this time. I don't know what time it was. I don't know. I think it was probably like eight or nine o'clock or something. So I'm like, I get to, oh my gosh, this, this part is crazy. So I get like two blocks away from my house. I'm like, what the fuck am I going to say to my grandmother that's not going to make me get in trouble or get my ass whooped, right? So I'm like, thinking, thinking, thinking. So I, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Matter of fact, this is what I did. So when I said two blocks away, so I had my hair a certain type of way. I think I had it up. So I started unraveling my hair, making it all look disheveled. I'm like, yeah, I'm disheveling, I'm disheveling my hair. Mind you, back in the style, we grew up where I um, live. We lived on the fourth floor walk up. So I ran up the stairs to get my adrenaline rush. You know, big girl running up the stairs. I'm sweating by the time I'm looking like Rick James on the stage by the time I get to the fourth floor. And I start banging on my door, banging on my door. I was like, grandma, grandma, open the door, open she opened the door like, oh my God, Nene, Nene, oh, what happened, what happened? I was like, Grandma, Grandma, I started putting on an Academy Award Holly Berry performance. I'm like, Grandma, you trying to get at me, you trying to get at me, won't let me go. I'm over here, <laughs> I'm over here crying my heart out. I, and uh, what I also didn't mention was that I was like going like this, like, um, what is this called? Like I was tugging at my clothes and make it all look wrinkled and shit. Like somebody was grabbing me and stuff. I was like, girl, you wouldn't let me go. I tried to let like, go. I was, she was like, oh my God, I'm going to call the police. Call the police. I was like, no. <laughs> of course I'm going to say no shit. Like, nah. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. I was smart, but I wasn't that smart to play with the boys and <laughs> get somebody in trouble. Not my future husband. <laughs> So I had this whole, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, grandma, realizing that 
to this day, like before my grandmother passed, my grandmother never knew the truth. I mean, she know the truth now, but I lie my ass off that day. I put on the performance of a fucking lifetime and I felt so bad, but I didn't want to get in trouble. I didn't want to get, you know, FedExy in trouble. <laughs> we never spoke again after that. <laughs> and I will never forget one time I got into a, like, um, like a little, no, I, I used to go to my cousin's house all the time, or my aunt's house at the time. Um, rest in peace to her too. I used to go to my aunt's house after high school because I think I had like one or two classes my senior year. So my grandmother didn't know that. I was not about to come home and just be dealing with my son all day. I'm like, nah, I'm about to go to these two classes that ended early in the morning, go to my aunt's house, I'll get to sleep, I get to eat, and then I will come home. So I remember one time I was at my aunt's house and, and um, she was at work and my cousin was there and her her baby father, <clears throat> her baby father at the time was there. He was like, he was, I think we got into it. And um, I think we got into it because of his neck tattoo, something like that. It was something minuscule. He was like, we going back and forth. He was like, oh yeah, like how you got kidnapped, right? So I was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, you know, you was probably with some nigga talking about you got kidnapped. You got everybody believing that dumb shit. I was like, to this day, I want to fight that motherfucker <laughs> for blowing up my motherfucking story. Like, I thought I had everybody fooled. Fuck is you talking about? Fuck is you talking about? I was Denzel Washington in training day, my nigga. Like, you not about to call me out on my performance. But he was right. <laughs> my ass was lying. And, um, you know, I'm very sorry, Grandma, for, for causing all that turmoil. I never did no dumb shit like that again. Never. And I, you know, if I do have a daughter one day, I hope she don't do this dumb shit. <laughs> I hope she don't do this. Um, but anyway, so yes, you would have thought, what, Dave, that I would have stopped, right? But nah, I, I kept on going. This is go to the aim days. You feel me? Aim days. Lady Blue 19, that was my A name. It has had L-A-D-I-I's, B-L-U, no E, 19. You feel me? <laughs> Sidekick days. Ring, 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 ring. What's your away message? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, me and niggas on the chats. Me and niggas on the chats. That was my, that was my way. I'm like, yeah, my, yo, I was not playing until I found me the one. Never did. But I kept on <laughs> trying, giving it a good old college try anyway. So <laughs> one of the dudes, the first guys I ever met off of AIM, I'm going to call him Haitian Sensation, right? Because me and him, we still cool. Well, I mean, we technically kind of cool, I guess. We got each other on social media. So it's like, yeah, we cool. So I remember I met him and then my friend Taylor at the time, she was talking to his boy and I remember Haitian Sensation was, um, I think the guy named Sean, Sean's um, godfather to his child. Anyway, when I went over there one day, I, I, I first met um, Haitian Sensation, he was at his house. A few things I didn't like about Haitian Sensation. One, he was cute, but he had a thick ass Haitian accent. And it took me a long time for a while, I didn't like accents. I still kind of don't. Only accents I do like is um, is New Orleans accents. You heard me name like yo yo yo. I'm like damn, <laughs> he a thug. You feel me? <laughs> so that's the only um, accent that I do like. Anyway, I didn't like that. I didn't like the fact that he had a cat. We already discussed this previous episodes. He had a cat, and his house kind of smelled like cat. <laughs> 
But anyway, we at his house. We vibing. We cooling. We chilling. Blah, blah, blah. And um, so we we kissing and stuff. So here we go. I don't know. I keep getting the same kind of guys. I realize it's me. Anyway, we um, he's like whispering something in my ear. I'm like, what? He like, I got something to tell you. I'm like, but I won't whisper in your ear. I'm like, oh God, I've been this already. So he whispered in my ear. He said he got a pencil dick. I'm like, oh my God. First nigga that whispered in my ear told me he got a small dick and he did. This motherfucker telling me <laughs> he got a pencil dick. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck is a pencil dick at this time. I'm like, what is this? So he like, go ahead and feel it. I'm like, oh God. So I felt it. And ladies and gentlemen, that was the day I found out what the fuck a pencil dick was. <laughs> I can't. I can't. A motherfucking pencil. A motherfucking pencil dick. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't see, but I just pulled out my marker. Yes. It was long and skinny like this. I was like, ew, that's probably going to feel like a noodle in my pussy. I'm good. <laughs> And another thing I didn't like about him was that he's a mama's boy, which I don't like to generalize or make stereotypes, but Haitian guys and they moms, what? They, that's a bond, yo, you do not want to come in between because if a Haitian mom do not like you for a son, oh, it's a wrap. <laughs> it's a wrap. And I've been with a bunch of Haitian dudes. I got a Haitian nieces and nephews. Like they all, I'm telling you, I haven't met a Haitian guy that wasn't like this when it came to his mom, especially that's his her only son. Oh, she cursing you out. Anyway, so it was cool, whatever. So then the next time I came over there was me and Taylor. And Taylor saw um, Sean, I think his name was, Sean. And I was with Haitian Cessation. So we vibe and we cool. And he's like, oh, yo, my boy's about to come over. Da -da -da. I'm like, all right, cool. Because now we outside. It's a nice day. So he come outside. I mean, the boys come. And it's, I'm like, damn, one of his boys looking kind of guilt. Like, damn, did I make the wrong decision? So I'm like, what the fuck is wrong? <laughs> so I'm just like trying to act like I'm still into Haitian cessation. But his boy, I, you know, you feel somebody staring at you. I look, they call him Pop at the, oof. Yo, Pop, listen, call me, baby, for real, for real. <laughs> you the one that got away. <laughs> so they call him Pop. Pop was fine. He was dark skinned, um, skinny. He dressed fly. Like, he was just every fucking day. Anyway. I felt him looking at me throughout the whole night. I'm like, damn, this, I was like, nah, this nigga kind of want me, boy. I'm like, damn, I want you too, daddy, call me. So, <laughs> so we end up leaving. Um, and then Taylor asked me one day to come over, come with her to go to Sean's house. So when I got to Sean's house with her, um, <clears throat> Pop was there. I'm like, Ugh, bitch, this is your motherfucking moment. You feel me? So he was like, yo, let me see your phone. I'm like, I'm, I'm on aim. He's like, nah, let me just see your phone. I was like, all right, cool. So I gave him my little sidekick. You feel me? The LX. Because I was, was balling back then. <laughs> and um, I was on um, Sean's computer all the while Taylor and Sean in the room fucking. So <laughs> I'm on the computer. We talking through each other on aim. And he's like, I really like you. I think you're pretty. All this type of stuff. I'm like, damn, you should have been told me that, bro. We could have, you know, we could have hooked this up. So we decided to make plans, like, to meet up with each other. Whole life. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> so I, a couple of weeks later, after talking to, um, to Pop, once again, guess what, Dave? Your girl was in love. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to go to, um, 
to um, Pop's house. Now, he lived in Canarsie, too. And um, he lived in Canarsie. Wait, how much time do I got left? Sorry. Do you know? Okay. So he lived in, he lived in Canarsie. And um, I went to his house. And mind you, the house is dumb nice. But I feel like his dad was a drug dealer. Because he had surveillance cameras on every part of the angle of the house. And he, not only that, he had cameras everywhere. So he was like, yo, my dad's going to call and be like, who did I just let in the house? I'm like, yo, this is some belly shit. So <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, yo, I already was bloody bastard. You feel me? I could be a hustler's wife, you know? <laughs> so we at his house and we just chilling. We kissing. I'm like, damn. And, you know, I felt his dick. It wasn't pencil. So I was... <sighs> We was about to be together, but we was feeling, we both was kind of feeling guilty because we like, he's like, yo, Haitian cessation, his boy. And I'm like, yeah, I really like Haitian cessation, but, um, you know, I like you better. <laughs> so I don't even know how, like, we stopped talking. It was another night that I didn't want to leave. He didn't want me to leave, but I ended up going home. I already learned my lesson. And, um, I don't know. I just couldn't, we couldn't really go there because we both felt a little guilty about it. I, I didn't want to be considered a hoe and like, oh, you was talking to this person in the crew. Now you're talking to the next nigga. I'm like, nah, I really, I really don't want to, you know, be about that. Like, so I don't know. We ended it some way, somehow. And I will never forget one time when I was first started student teaching, I was waiting at the bus stop and a car go, a car goes past me or whatever. Not thinking, I'm not thinking of another. I'm waiting, you know, like I said, waiting at the bus to get to work. And the car pulls back. Nigga, like, yo, Jay? I was like, it was my man of the dreams. It was Pop. Pop Smokey. <laughs> so I was like, damn. He's like, yo, Jay. He's like, oh my gosh, it's so good seeing you. He's like, oh my, you look so good. He's like, yo, you look amazing. I'm thinking to myself like, boy, you looking real good right now. But the problem was that he had Sean in the in the seat. So he, Sean recognized me. I'm like, oh, Sean, he's talking, cool, whatever, whatever. He like, where you going? I'm like, I'm going to work. He like, yo, let me drive you to work. I'm like, nah, my stupid ass is embarrassed because I'm in the bus stop and this nigga whipping it. And he, he, I think he was like a year or two younger than me. So I'm like, nah, I'm looking all stupid standing at the bus stop. So I was like, nah. He's like, yo, Jay, come on, get in the car. Like, I'm like, nah, son. I'm feeling guilty. I'm like, nah. The child gonna think I'm a hoe. This nigga gonna think I'm easy. I'm like, no. And I made the mistake and not got in the car. And that was the last time I ever saw Pop. So Pop, Ramel, you know. If this episode was to ever get to your earwaves, call me, baby. You're also the one I got away. <laughs> As I reach the end of the show, um, I usually have the I'm not going to hold you scenario um, segment of the show where I give my guests um, a scenario and they have to either decide what they would choose or what they would do. So my I'm not going to hold you um, segment is a, it's a little different because I'm by myself. But my not, I'm not going to hold you segment is that if I had the chance to go back and change any of these crazy ass stories, would I? And the answer is no, because you don't live with regrets. And also it helped me realize like, you know what, bitch? You was dumb. You was a dumb bitch, like fucking precious. <laughs> 
But I would say, I would change lying to my grandmother like that. Because I could have gave her a heart attack, me over there pretending like I was kidnapped. And what if I didn't think quick of my feet and I let her call the police and then FedEx got arrested? You know, it could have been a whole big, it could have been, oh, I could have ruined people's lives. So I regret that. I regret not getting the call with Ramel, aka Pop, call me daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. So I've reached the end of the show and I hope that you guys learned a lesson or two about the stories that I've been, that I've been, the things that I've been through. Also heard, hope that you learned a little bit more about myself and I hope you guys continue to stay tuned. Make sure you can listen to the podcast on iTunes podcast, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, be sure to follow me at my regular Instagram is called juicy, J-U-I-C-C-Y underscore J. And also be sure to follow the Jay's Takeover podcast on also that's on IG. Um, make sure you comment, subscribe, like. We will be, be, we will be back hopefully to our regular scheduled programming um, next Tuesday or well, the following Tuesday. And hopefully I have somebody with me if not story time with jay will continue so i thank you guys thank you thank you thank you so much for rocking out with me thank you dave for boosting up my self-esteem by laughing at my um my stories and you guys have officially been taking over peace <laughs>